I'm starting a brand new series, brand new year, brand new decade called Scary Faith. Now they tell you they as you sermonize, and, and if you went to Bible school, if you went to seminary, they tell you to not use negatives as a sermon title. So Scary Faith is not a good name for a sermon series. But I'm going to tell you why I called it Scary Faith. I like to call it like I see it. I wish I could call it easy faith, but I've never found easy faith. For me, every step of faith that I've ever taken has been scary. For me, every step of obedience that I've ever taken has been scary. Now, I don't know if that means I'm like less spiritual, if I need more faith or what, but for me, faith has felt scary. So I want to talk for the next couple weeks about scary faith. And we're going to talk about how to do big things, how to accomplish big dreams, how to unlock the power of God in your life. But before we get to all of that, I want to tackle a familiar story in your Bible. If you ever went to Sunday school, you've heard about this story. If you've been in church very long, you've probably heard about this story. But I want to pull a couple points. Really, I want to pull one phrase from this entire passage to begin our journey in scary faith. Y'all ready? I want you to go in your Bibles to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, story of the Hebrew children. They've been in captivity and uh, under King Nebuchadnezzar. How would you like that name? Nebuchadnezzar just rolls off the tongue. Sounds good. And uh, next kid, Nebuchadnezzar. That's an idea for you. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, they're in captivity. And, uh, and, and he, is, he, he loves, King Nebuchadnezzar loves himself. Loves himself so much he builds a statue 90 feet tall of himself. I mean, he, he loves him some him and uh, builds a statue. He says, this is what I want you to do is when we play the music, I want the entire nation to bow down and to worship this 90-foot statue of me. Well, obviously, for the Hebrew children, this poses a problem because they're committed to the Lord. So to worship any other God was a break, right? A break of their faith, a break of their religion. And so now we pick up this story as King Nebuchadnezzar says, if you don't bow down to this idol of himself, then he's going to throw them into a fiery furnace. That's Sunday school, right? The fiery furnace, you remember that? And it, he's going to throw them into this thing. So we pick it up, Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, pause. This mess, I don't, this doesn't seem right. I don't know if, do you see that? But even if he, even if he doesn't, that's what I want to talk about. Because that's where faith gets scary. Not is God able, it's is God willing. Right? Because we know God has power. We know he has strength. We know, we know he's God. We know he has ability. But this scripture says something crazy. I don't like it. I, I wish that wasn't there. Because I want to hear, I know God is able. I know he will. And just wait and see, Nebuchadnezzar. Throw me in the fire, big guy. See what happens. You're the one that's going to burn. No, that's, that's too far. That's too far. I got to get back. Get back. 
King Nebuchadnezzar, may, he says, even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. That's always been confusing to me. Why? Like, you ever notice how hot your fireplace was? It's like, oh, that's seven times hotter than usual. Fire's fire's hot. It's going to burn you. Anyways, and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, again, I don't really know why that is all included. If I'm thrown into a fire, I don't care if I'm naked or if I got my turban on, I'm burning. But they, it must have been an expensive turban because they listed it, that he wore it into the fire. And they were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Happy New Year. <laughs> Y'all feel encouraged yet? And they fell into the blazing furnace. This is the original Turner Burn message right here. They fell into the blazing furnace. You know, I, when you're talking about scary faith and we're tra- talking about the beginning of a new year and the beginning of a new decade, I was thinking about what's happened in the last decade. Do you know what happened in the last decade is, is if you went over a decade ago, there was no Uber. People actually drove themselves or they took taxis. You ever heard of those? Yeah, that's not I me. Mean. People actually went and picked up their own food. There was no Grubhub, no DoorDash. I mean, it's, it's, it was crazy. It was archaic back in the day. There was no iPads. Can you, I mean, some of your kids don't even like remember life before iPads. There was no Apple Watch. I mean, it's just like just regular watches, you know. There, all of these things happened in the last decade. I don't know if you know this or not, but there was no pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> I know. I know. This has been recent. Man, our, we just keep on getting better and better. Thank you. You know, in the last decade, um, a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have happened. But Church 1132 didn't exist. And, we, we were, I wasn't the pastor. I was a youth pastor, and I still had socks. <laughs> a lot of things change. I mean, my fashion's changed over the last decade. I know some of yours haven't in multiple decades, and that's all right. That's why you don't understand the socks. That's all right. That's all right. Love you anyways. That was for free. A lot of things change. But we're on the brink right now of a brand new decade. We are on the brink, and we've now entered into a brand new year. And I want you to know this. 2020 is going to be the same as 2019 unless you change something. That, that's just the fact of the matter. Every year we all get excited, and we pack out the fitness centers, and we make all our resolutions, and we make the changes. But the things, the, the life circumstances will not change. The only thing that changes in life is us. We change. We have the power to change. You know, the only thing that you really have the power to change is you. I mean, you can try to change your spouse. I would imagine that has not worked well. You can try to change your kids. Again, I would imagine that has not been a positive experience. The only 
person that you have the power to change is you. And as far as I can figure out, it is hard to escape life's troubles, traumas, and difficulties. So just because it's a new year does not mean I'm going to escape trouble. Which is in fact what the Hebrew children figured out because they made a decision. Now, this is a crazy decision. King Nebuchadnezzar says, hey, if you don't bow down and worship me, I'm throwing you into the fire. And so they know the punishment that's going to come to them if they don't bow. And they decide to be counterculture. They decide to stand up against King Nebuchadnezzar. And they say, we will not bow. Now, in my perfect scenario, this is what I'm thinking. As soon as they say, we will not bow, angel comes out of heaven, slaps Nebuchadnezzar upside the head, knocks over, drop kicks his statue. It falls down. The Hebrew children get like elevated, shining light from heaven. I can't, my voice has got to get some sound. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's like these guys, are, they're, they're crowned as Christians of the century. It's not what happens. In fact, they have uncommon commitment to God. They stand up, and when they stand up, what they get is a fight. A fight with one of the most powerful people in the world at that time, King Nebuchadnezzar. I want to ask you a question. Has your commitment to God ever got you a fight? Has your commitment to God ever ushered you into a fight? I don't know if you know this or not, but Paul... One of the most educated men in the Bible wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He said this in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. He says, fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to let you know a couple things about 2020. If you want to have a good 2020, you're going to have to have a good fight about you. If you're thinking this is just a game, if you're thinking you're just going to skate through and God is just all full of blessings and provision and you're never going to have a difficulty, never going to go through a fight, then you are deceived, friend. This world is in the hands of the evil one and there will be difficulty, there will be troubles, and there will be trials. Happy New Year. Their uncommon commitment got them a fight, but it didn't stop there. Because I thought, okay, they're in a fight with King Nebuchadnezzar, but God's somehow going to deliver them. No, it goes further. King Nebuchadnezzar says, all right, you didn't bow. I'm throwing you into the fire. Now, again, I'm thinking God is somehow going to deliver them. He's somehow, surely, after standing up for God, God's not going to allow him to get thrown into the fire. I mean, what an embarrassment. They're like, no, we won't. He says, all right. It's over. No, that's not what happens. Not only do they get a fight, they also get thrown into the fire. The Bible says that they're bound and then in full gear, turbans, tunic, you know, whole thing. They are thrown into the fire. Let me ask you a, a deeper question. Has your commitment to God ever brought you through a fire? Because I think for many of us, we would like to think that our commitment to God means that we escape fights and we escape fires. I would like to think that my uncommon commitment to God, my dedication, my diligence, my fasting, my prayer life, I would like to think that all of those things would ensure me that I don't have fights and I don't get thrown into fires. 
But my life experience has taught me something different. That my life has been full of fights. In the last decade, I've had all kinds of fights. I have had all kinds of fires. And I'm wondering where God is in some of those moments because it's confusing that I would serve him with such uncommon commitment and get served some of the fights and the fires that I have been given. Have you ever thought about this? Before we talk about world-changing faith, we have to talk about this side of faith. And this side of faith is not the God is able because we know that and we believe that. It's the other side that says, and they declared it in verse 18, but even if he doesn't, so doesn't is an option. So burning in the fire is actually an option. The reason I gave my life to Jesus is so I didn't burn. Like, man, I, I, was, I was told that if I served God and I served on a lead team, I went to connect class, I led a group, that I wasn't going to have to go through these fires, but I lost my job last week. I prayed for a family member to get healed, and they didn't. They died. I prayed for change, and it didn't happen. I prayed for an answer, and it never came. So let me ask you a question. Is there a problem with your prayer? Is there a problem with your commitment? I mean, really, what is the problem? Because if we're going to have scary faith, world-changing faith, mountain-moving faith, earth-shattering faith, we have to understand the other side. Because it would be wrong of me to tell you that your scary faith, your massive, powerful faith, is going to help you escape the fights and the fires of life. You know, most people that walk away from the Christian faith are not because they find some inconsistency in the character of who God is or the word of God. I'm going to tell you why most people walk away from faith. Most people walk away from faith is because of improper education on the fires and the fight. Because I thought if I had faith, I would never have to fight. And I thought if I had Faith, I would never go through a fire. And then there's the Hebrew children that are like, we stand with God. All right, you're burning. They're thrown in the fiery furnace. This is their real experience. This really happened. And their anthem is even if God does not, we still will serve him. Which brings me to where I really want to spend the rest of our time is there is a disconnect in our commitment to God between who and what for most of us our faith is a negotiation we negotiate you ever done this god if you do this i will do like i've thrown a couple out there right now just like god if the seahawks win today i will you know so if i move to africa as a missionary you know just joking joking we negotiate with god God, if you will, I will. If you do this, I will. And let me just ask you the question. What does God have to do for you to earn your undying allegiance? What does he have to do for you where that is enough, where you say, come hell or high water, I'm in? What does he have to do? How much does he have to do? What's the limit? Three prayer requests? A couple healings? What, 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 what's the limit? $100,000 a year salary? A bonus? A wife before you're 90? What, what is the, what's the, everybody has a limit. 
You hear the phrase, everybody has a price. Everybody has a limit with their faith if your premise is built on the wrong thing. And for most of us, through wrong teaching or just experiences of life, we have found ourselves searching the what. God, save us, deliver us, help us, give us, and we've missed it. Because it's never about what he will do or what he won't do. It has always been and will always be about who he is. That's what the Hebrew children had that nobody else had, is that they understood that who he was was, see, in 2020, all you need is him. That's it. I know, I know it'd be more encouraging to say, you're never going to have a fight, and you're never going to have a fight, but that'd be a lie. 2020 could be full of more fights and more fires. So what are you going to do? That's my limit. I'm out, God. That's it. Another fight? Now I'm done. I'm not. Wait a second. I'm going to tell you this. When God sent Jesus as the sacrifice for all humanity, that was all he ever needed to do. If God never answered another prayer, if, he never, if I never felt his presence another day in my life, if he never broke through in some way that I'm praying for him to break through, if he never provided for me another day, he's already done enough he made his move he showed his love that would be enough that's the sacrifice of Jesus that's all right we can thank God for that that's enough but we live in a culture that weighs what he does and what he doesn't do because we clap about it right now in January in 2020 on the brink of a brand new year but what happens in May of 2020 when that prayer that you've been praying goes unanswered well uh, well God I don't know I don't know if you're still there I don't know if you really love me I don't know if you actually have the power no we know he has the power we know he's able but that verse 18 shows us the key but even if he doesn't it's easy to choose him when he does but can you choose him when he doesn't you know in the last decade I lost my aunt to cancer and I prayed to God that he would heal her our entire family prayed and believed God she's got kids a husband she was young and we believed God See, to have scary faith, you have to see both sides. And for us, it was confusing that we would pray and that we would ask and that we would believe. And then seemingly, God doesn't answer and she passes away. And we had pain and loss and sadness and confusion. But I'm going to let you know something. We still worship. Which seems inconsistent to the world because he didn't do what you asked him to do. But I'm going to tell you something. If you know who he is, you can trust what he does. But it's imperative for you to know who he is. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why he didn't answer your prayer. I don't know why he didn't answer my prayer. I know he's able. 
But I also say what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, even if he doesn't, God, I'll still serve you. Even if you don't, I'll still worship you. You already did everything you ever needed to do to buy my allegiance for the rest of my life. 2020 is not a weighing of the scales to see if you deserve my worship. Your sacrifice was all I needed. Now you have every part of me. You have all my life. You have all of my heart. Even if you even if you don't. Is that difficult for anyone else to say? It preaches good. It lives difficultly. But even if you don't. Scary faith is an unwavering commitment to who he is. To who God is. What is scary faith? Scary faith is not asking for something big. You know how easy it is to ask for something big? God, make me a billionaire. I did it. You did it. You know what's really difficult? Scary faith is, God, I trust you when I can't see you. I trust you when I did what you told me to do and it got me thrown into a fire. Some of the worst fights, the most difficult fights that you'll ever fight in your life are fights that you got into by obeying God. Because there is a mind game that happens when you're in a fight and you're encountering difficulty and you're encountering pain, but you got there by obeying him. There there is confusion that happens in your own heart and in your own life when you do what's right and it gets you a fight. Scary faith says, God, I'm more committed to who you are than to what you do. I'm more committed to who you are than what you do or what you do not do. So this is what I wanted to declare for 2020. This is what I want to declare for 2020. I think there's some faith that we've got to do away with. There's some scary faith that we've got to accept, but I think that there's some things that we've got to do away with. And one of those is this. We are done with backwards faith. Backwards faith is what before the who. I'm done with saying, God, I'll worship you if you. God, I'll serve you if you. God, I'll go into ministry if you. I'll do this. No, I'm done with that. I'm telling you, this decade, I'm done. Hopefully this decade, you're done. Done with backwards faith. God, it's who you are. My pursuit is you. I want you more than any other thing. I love you. I seek you with all my heart. I seek you. I seek your face. I seek your presence. I'm talking about real commitment. I'm not talking about check the box faith. I'm not talking about New Year's resolution faith. I'm talking about a scary faith that says, God, I don't know why I'm in this fight, but I trust you. I don't know why I'm in this fire, but I I trust you. No more backwards faith. No more negotiated faith. That's what we just talked about. God, I'll do this if you do. No more negotiation. God, I serve you, period. Can you imagine how your life and your worship would change? If you, were, did a, if you did away with negotiated faith, think about your own conversations with God and how much negotiation it involves. I started thinking about it this week. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. You, you really do. You weigh it out. You weigh it out. No, no more negotiated faith. God, I'm yours. I'm not negotiating anymore. You got my first and you got my best. I'm not negotiating. Well, if you give me that raise, I'll start tithing. No, nope, God, I'm tithing. 
God, if you do this and I'll just, nope, I'm done. You ask me to do it, I'm gonna do it. It's period, it's over. End of debate, no plan B, no other option. No more negotiated faith. And then this one's difficult, but I think this is the one that's really can change your life. We're done with dropout faith. Dropout faith is this. It's the faith that starts strong until you don't get the answer that you want and then it kind of fades off. It's the faith that holds on to the answer for a little while until it gets uncomfortable or until people start wondering like, why are they still believing God for that? Hadn't happened in 12 years. Why do they keep? And then you kind of just fade. No more drop off. No more drop out faith. Because I'm gonna tell you what scary faith does is scary faith perseveres in the midst of fire. Because the story goes on. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. The guards that threw them in get burned up. That's how hot the fire was. That's like, that was overkill. Like, thanks Nebuchadnezzar, you killed my best soldier. They're in the fire. The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar looks into the fire. If you've been in church very long, you probably know this. He looks in the fire and he said, how many people did we throw in there? So we threw in three. He said, I see four. And the fourth one looks like the son of God. That's what he says. Which is crazy to me that God wasn't with them when they stood up boldly in front of King Nebuchadnezzar. God wasn't with them with their discussion with Nebuchadnezzar. God was with them in the fire. Oh yeah, that's... That's God's promise is not that you, you will never have a fight or not that you'll never have a fire. God's promise is no matter what you go through, He's with you. God's promise is no matter where you go, He will be with you. God's promise is no matter how high you go, how low you go, how far you go, He will be with you. My pursuit of 2020 is not what, it's who. Our pursuit as a church is not what, it's who. God, we want you. Our fast is not about twisting God's arm to get him to do what we want him to do. Our fast is saying, God, I'm doing away with these things for me so that I can isolate my focus so that I can focus on you. So people say, well, man, I'm going to give up everything really try to get some answers. No. You giving up more is only to discipline you. Fast is, God doesn't see you fast and be like, my gosh, you, whoa, okay, yep, that's it. Miracles coming right there. They haven't eaten in 21 days. Get some, get, get them. Gabriel, get a freaking miracle over here. I mean, it's not how it works. Fasting's for me. Fasting says, God, I'm more hungry for you than I am for that. I'm more hungry. I'm, I want you more. I want you. I want you. I want you. 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 The Bible says there's a reward the diligently seeking him, but it's him. It's him. It's not the what before the who. It's the who. And there's what that comes out of who. But I have to have my eyes on him. I have to be after him. I don't fast for a car. I fast to know him. I fasted. Now God will provide for you. God will work through your commitment. But He is first. It's who He is. In 2020, in the next decade, Church 1132 should be known not for what? Should be known for who? This is the crazy thing. The Bible says that King Nebuchadnezzar was like confused. 
And he says, come on out of there, which is hilarious, right? Throw him in the fiery furnace. It's like, guys, come out here for a second. And then they came out like the trailer to the best movie you've ever seen. You called? And the Bible says they didn't smell like smoke. They didn't, none of their clothes, the turban wasn't singed. No, nothing was hurt. They didn't even smell like the battle they've been in. Ooh, the only thing that was different is the thing that bound them was broken. I'm going to tell you this, every fight, I'm going to tell you every difficulty that you've ever been through, God's promise is he will not leave you in it. And the only thing that breaks is the thing that was holding you. 2020 is going to be a better year. 2020 is going to be a greater year. 2020 is going to be your year. Not because of what, but because of who. Thanks for listening to the Church 1132 broadcast. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com.